Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to complete a busy day. Not our day, but the day for Jesus and his disciples as recorded in Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41 end the chapter and the events of that day, which included many parables and lessons for the disciples. The day will close with a retreat from the crowds and what we might call a new kind of miracle. Now, the disciples had seen miraculous healings and demons being cast out, but this was different, and it got their attention. This one caused them to be afraid. Healings didn't make them afraid. Even demons speaking and being cast out didn't make them afraid. But this miracle struck fear and wonder into their hearts. What was it? Why did it cause the disciples to fear, and what lessons should we take from this? Answers will be revealed as you listen in this week to the message entitled, Who Then Is This? He got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. The word for rebuked and rebuked the wind is a word that also means to censure. He told the wind, shut up. And it was in an instant. And then he said to the sea, peace, be still. And and there's a great play on words here. It literally says, a great calm occurred. Now, how delightful to picture a great calm in contrast to the mega storm. Our, Our prefix mega comes from the, the, the Greek word that's used for both of them. Megastorm, mega calm. Now, I understand megastorm because you can have a little wind, you can have a drizzle, or you can have a gale and a downpour. But if it's calm, it's calm. What's a great calm? Well, I guess it's when it's calm when a second and a half ago it was a raging, life-threatening storm. Totally calm. The storm did not ease off. The waves did not diminish and then go away. It was instant peace and quiet. Like I said, almost certainly with a a full moon in place, the stars in the sky, and likely just the right amount of breeze for smooth sailing. I can't imagine Jesus made them row the rest of the way. I also, in, in my imagination, I think Jesus probably even just motioned his hand and bailed all the water out for him. Totally back to normal. What a spectacular thing. And the miracle is pretty easy to describe, pretty easy to understand. But the punchline of this passage is the response of the ones who were with Jesus. And this is where we see the reason for the whole incident. In the calm after the storm, in verse 40, he said to them, Why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? 
Jesus likely said this several times in different ways. Again, Matthew's Gospel says, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Luke says, Where is your faith? Maybe he said one way to people in one boat, another way to the other boats. and Maybe he said it once on the boat and twice on the shore. You get the point. You men of little faith and variations on that expression are, uh, are ways that Jesus on several occasions rebuked the disciples. It's interesting to look, especially in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus is dealing with the Jews, how he, he sometimes says that uh, people had great faith. And sometimes he says to his own guys, you have puny faith, you little tiny faith people. What's the difference between little faith and great faith? Little faith is when you know a lot and you don't act on it. Great faith, Jesus reserves for people who knew very little and put everything by way of their trust on what they did know. He usually says that of of Gentiles. Now, if you put yourself in the shoes of the uh, disciples, you might also turn that question around. Why are you afraid? Well, they could pretty much say, um, did you see that storm? Did you notice that? The only natural reaction to a situation like that is to be afraid. They actually thought they were perishing. And they had withstood storms on the Sea of Galilee, so they knew about it. All the physical evidence that was there uh, that told them that they had a very good chance to die. But that's the point. If you look at natural circumstances and you respond naturally, you have a totally different reaction than if you look to God and you act upon supernatural truth. Jesus' rebuke of the disciples was based on Him wanting them to realize that nothing could happen to them apart from the will of God. They were fearful because at that moment when they were screaming at Him, they, they were faithless. They were timid and scared because at that moment they had little faith. Or where is your faith? Jesus was in effect saying, don't you believe in me? Don't you trust in my power? My friends, you can take this away from this passage. Whether or not you ever cross the Sea of Galilee. When you are scared, it's a faith issue at stake in that moment. Now, trust me, in this world... There are endless, frightening situations that you might face. You can truly be in danger in this world. But you never need to remain frightened. God built us with senses. He gave us brains. We have, we have built-in default responses. And when something is scary, you're going to feel afraid. When something is, has the potential to hurt you over a long time, you, you, you might be anxious. 
but you never need to remain in that condition. Yesterday, in the emergency room, I visited a friend who had just had a stroke. Now, praise the Lord, he's doing very well. Going to have surgery tomorrow to fix the problem that led to the, that led to the stroke. But he didn't know that when he first was experiencing the, the symptoms. And uh, he said he knew something was wrong. He said he knew he should go to the hospital right now. And when his wife agreed, he knew he really should go to the hospital right now. But he said, on the way, I calmed myself by praying. And I said to the Lord, thank you for your faithfulness all these years. I know that in your book were written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. That's what a person with faith says when they have objective evidence to think, I might die today. You turn to God. That's the point. That's how true faith goes to work for you when you are in really trying, really dangerous situations. When the creator of the universe, the the one who holds it all together every second, is with you in your heart, you're in good hands. When he's in the back of your boat, (laughs) don't worry. Uh, You know, I, I don't know if that boat had a name on it or not, but on the back, maybe it said Allstate. Think about that one for a minute. My friends, the answer to fear is faith. The way to have strong faith is to have sound theology. The way to have sound theology is by knowing God's Word. The way to know God's Word is by regularly marinating your mind in it. And by doing that, then you can abide in the perfect love of God. You can understand what it means to stand in His grace. You can understand what it means to be, to be held in His grip so that no one can get out of His hand. And you always have the resources to overcome fear and anxiety. You will face fear. You will be anxious. I promise it. If you're not fearful... And if you're not anxious at some point in this world, you're in a coma. All right? And maybe even then, I don't know. I've never been in a coma. But you don't have to stay there. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. All right, let's do some exegesis. No fear means no fear. It's not just a brand of t-shirt. No fear in love. If you stand in the love of God, you have no reason to fear. But perfect love casts out fear. Now that implies that fear will be there, but this is what will root it out. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. When you understand you are loved by the God of this universe who has you in His hand, you're not going to be lingering in fear. You can process it. So look at our text. 
the calm before the storm, this idyllic little boat ride, the calm, the calm during the storm. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.